Welcome back to the Cover Zero podcast. It is the divisional round recap. Tonight, I am back on the show despite all these weather elements trying to take your boy down. But I'm here. I'm live. I'm active. I'm here tonight first with Jay. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing great, bro. We had a good week in the divisional round, man. I mean, we, you can't. It's nothing more you really can be excited for. We talk about football in the divisional round. I mean, because wild card, you normally get what you get. What we got last weekend, this round was was everything we expected. You know, one bad game, all the other games was pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I, I'm uh, Jay. You know this, Corday. We've been doing this show for a while. It's my favorite weekend of football. So glad to be able to sit down here. Obviously, as I said, Corday is joining us tonight, rocking his Philly hat still. Coming in with his loyalty, showing out, showing big. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Excited. Great week of uh, football, weekend of football. Really exciting game. I'm happy to be talking about it. Yep, 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 indeed. Uh, there were, as Jay had mentioned, there were two, well, for, for the first game of the weekend wasn't the most competitive. For about two and a half quarters, the Texans hung in there with the Ravens. The Ravens pulled out the 24-point victory in very convincing fashion. That is a lot, a lot of people expected. We tonight aren't going to necessarily deep dive into that like we're going to with the other games that really really were competitive all the way down to the wire and delivered everything that we want obviously so much more to speak on with baltimore going forward if you want to hear anything on our thoughts on the texans you can get at us at the ssaw facebook page you can also hit us up on our social medias if you want to see more on that specifically but because there's so much to get into with these other ones at hand here that's exactly what we are going to do starting off with the packers just coming this close for everybody just listening oh. here. Um, um, it's just, you know, the little game of inches, the very, very, very small margin between your the index finger thing. and your thumb. Little things. Little things indeed. Losing by three, 24-21 on the road. Uh, Jay, I'm going to swing this one to you first. Overall, I think this game, we got to start where everybody is really talking about within this one. The Brock Purdy comeback win. Brock Purdy playing from behind. All that, yeah, Corday's leaning back in his chair, rolling his eyes. I get it. You know, just start us off, Jay, with that narrative and that discussion in retrospect of this game. I, I kind of agree, though. I kind of agree. And here's why. Because Brock Purdy, it was just a mixed bag for me when it comes down to Brock Purdy in this game. He started off he started off kind of cool. I mean, he, he wasn't bad football. It was good football. But then in the middle of, I say, like, the, I say probably the third quarter, maybe the beginning of the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, he had a lot of missed throws. He was not he he was not on target with those throws at all. And to the point where it felt like okay, cuz Green Bay was still they was they was hanging in, they was right there. So it felt like okay, I'm start me personally, I think I don't know if I tweeted it or I got ready to tweet it. I don't know if I tweeted it, but I know I I was thinking in my head like okay, I'm I'm starting not to trust Brock Purdy, bro, because <laughs> I've seen this in the play. Now last year he was hurt. I get it. Last year, he yeah, that's but even then, I questioned that. Yeah. I questioned that a little bit, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna throw it out because he was seriously hurt." Okay, whatever. But then we get into this game, and it was like the same. It was a mixed bag, and you know, so that's how I felt. But then at the end of the fourth quarter, this is where I do agree with the Brock Purdy comeback because he started to he put the game to me. What I was watching, he put the game on his shoulders. That last he started drive. making yes, that, that last, last drive. drive, which was very important because Green Bay was about to, yeah, Green Bay was right. That, like I said, they was in it. They was in it all the way down to the wire. He brought them on a show. He, he, he ran the ball. He got a couple first downs with his legs. He threw the ball better than what he did like the, the last few drives that he had the ball, last possessions, I should say. And he put it on his shoulders. I, and, and to me, that was impressive because I need, me personally, I needed to see that because I just, I, I felt like, Okay, Brock Purdy, during the season we got, not I know during the season, but during the season it was a mixed bag at times. They started off strong, the offense, him playing well and all of that, and then they went downhill, and then, you know, he came back and started playing well again, and that's how I felt in this single game right here. It felt like how the whole season was going, where he started off strong, he went down a little bit during the middle of the game, and then he put the game on his shoulders by making that last drive, you know, comeback drive. So I have to agree. I think it was, in my opinion. The the only thing, and Corday, I'll get to you very shortly on this. The, my only thing is this. Yeah, he did that. He 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 did succeed in that game-winning drive. That was an area of his game that had long been a, an aspect of his criticism is when right. he's down and then when the Niners are down, and that tends to hamper him. And this was a scenario where he he overcame that hurdle. 
Right. Yes, for sure. 100%. My only issue is so far is that because he just had that drive, that means his whole game was great. And that's what I'm hearing from Niners fans. Right. I'm with you in that last drive. He overcame that last hurdle. But that man did not have a good game. And Corday, well, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, I, I know you're not necessarily saying he had a great game. No, I know, I know I you're know. not saying that. You, you just, you specifically said he, you were starting to not trust him. I, I'm with you there, a hundred percent. I'm just speaking to like the Niner fans, some of the Niner fans in Niner Nation and Purdy defenders as to what I'm hearing. Corday, you agree? Yes, I agree absolutely. I agree absolutely, one hundred percent. And if you're watching the game, not only that. uh did Jay not start trusting him? I feel like Kyle stops trusting him as well because he was like he was inaccurate, throwing it into the dirt, but off target. You saw you saw a lot of bad passes uh coming from Brock Purdy. And so much so they went back to the ground game and really focused on Christian McCaffrey and doing easy layups with him and try to go through that. And that's what helped him get back in the game, helped him sustain the drives. And I hate when this happens. Like you've been having a bad game or very okay at the moment, but then you have a great drive where you're finally doing stuff. And then it was like, see, I told you Brock Purdy was the truth. Like, we're going to ignore everything else that just happened before that. Like, we we, we can't ignore that. We, we have to acknowledge that he was not playing good, or he, he was kind of shaky in the beginning. Then he had this long stretch of not playing well. And then that one drive just erases everything from Niners fans. Like, I told you he should have been the MVP. And it's like, no, bro. Like, if you really look at it, his defense held up. Christian McCaffrey in a running game, and then when he was called upon, he could put to, uh, put put together a sustainable drive. But before that, it was not looking good. Yeah, I mean, I, I am, and I I want to give like because, and, and I've heard that, and I don't, and my my thing about Purdy this whole entire season, I had him when I put out my end of the year All Pro list. I, I gave the man second team All Pro. I mean, you know, that's clearly, and this we've mostly. I feel like been very honest as a podcast, not just individual, not just like collectively, but individually. Each of us, this is just how we do. We parse out everything on this show. And this would have been an area. Niner fans just know. This is an area. If he wouldn't have capitalized there, see, Purdy can't, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And they wanted to, and all of us wanted to just, or at least look in and see if he could do it. And he did it on that last drive. And that's what you were speaking to, Jay. Like, you, you're like, yeah, this is what it was said he couldn't do. He went and did it. And I think all of us, all of us just agree that doesn't mean the man played a great game. Yeah. No, right. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Let me ask it to you this, and I'll swing this question to you, Jay. Who was the better quarterback in that game? Jordan, Jordan Love, Love or Brock Purdy? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Period. I mean, that, that's go. not even – I mean, Jordan Love had a – he had a couple bad passes, you know, but, I mean, what I seen – to me, I and between him and Josh Allen, they had the single best throw out of the whole playoff so far. That throw yeah. he threw, that – I think it was – was it the corner? Are you talking the about the zone, corner the route corner, to Dobbs? The, the corner route to Dobbs in the end zone. <laughs> what, and, and I think the other one that now don't the little put words in your mouth. The other best throw of the weekend. We'll get to that game. Was, was the comeback route to Shakir? Yeah, in the end zone. Shakir, bro. Kind of the that, same yeah, section of the bro, field. Yeah, yeah. We didn't plan this. Everybody listening, we just no. That was crazy. That was yeah. crazy to me. And yeah. again, you know, Jordan Love is still a rookie to me, man. I mean, he he yeah. hasn't had a full season to himself. You know, as far as starting a quarterback and. You know, having these wide receiving and stuff like that. So for him to do what he did in the playoffs mm-hmm. against a, a Niner team, yeah, you know, that's supposed to blow him out this great defensive line, yeah. linebackers, yeah. Corday. Remember, we talked about this on the right. show. Yeah, right? you were talking. Yeah, you were talking you about know? Corday that front. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. Front, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 yeah, yeah. And I know he had the running game. I get it. Aaron. Aaron yeah. Jones is, is was a big staple yeah. into this that part too. He, he yeah. is. I know we're gonna get to it, but. I just, you know, I, I Jordan Love to me, yeah, definitely, bro. He he was he was a better quarterback. He had a couple bad throws, but yeah. I feel like throughout the whole, there was it wasn't where me and Cordae both holding up three, yeah, three bad throws. Just yeah, yeah three you're bad right throws, though. They were. And it and it almost came in like 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 just like like you'll have one in the second quarter, then he had like well, you have one in the beginning. And I'm just gonna just say one in yeah. the beginning of the first quarter. Yeah, and then one in the third. Yeah, you know, like it was spread yeah. out. It right. wasn't where it was like yeah. Brock Purdy, where it was like five throws in a row. It was like same drive. Yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of incompletions. You know, I mean, where he's back just to back drives, not just the same, same drive. He had that 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 corner route where he risked he missed Raymond Raymond McLeod. Like yeah. the one thing that showed up to me within that game, if we're talking about both of these quarterbacks, mm-hmm. 
the one thing that Purdy has always had going for him is that he knows how to play on time. And being able to do that within the Shanahan system has its benefits because of the scheme, because of the players, et cetera. This was a game where he wasn't able to play on time as much. And what I thought was really, really cool was just like how the Packers just like, they had a game plan. And we always talk about this on the show. How do you match up with the Niners 21 personnel? When they come out with use check and you see it's use check, it's McCaffrey, it's Kittle, it's Debo for when he was out there until McLeod came in and then IU, right? They matched it with base for pretty much the whole game. And normally teams are able to like, just, oh, you want to match a base? We're going to get one of our dudes on a backer and you're going to get eight up, right? Throughout the course of this game, when they went into base, Brock Purdy ain't even throw for 50 yards on 13 attempts. He was yep. seven of 13 for 48 yards yep. when he threw it while the Packers were in base. So that's just another thing I saw right there. And I'm with you too, Jay. Like, Jay Love was, was the better quarterback. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So we, we had mentioned that we we're going to get to Aaron Jones. Let's go ahead and swing it there. Um, both you guys in the preview show and I went back and listened. We're talking about the same expectation I had that. And Jay, you had mentioned it on the preview show of the success that Aaron Jones has had. We had talked about that on other shows going so far since he has been back into the fold for their, for that uh, offense for green Bay Corday. What were from the run game that the Packers showed just what, what really stood out to you about it? Uh, they was consistent with it and they didn't get away from it. Like, uh, I remember when uh, the Niners was coming back and then uh, Aaron Jones, they was backed way up. I think they was on like the five or something like that. And then they did like a little uh, pitch out or like a toss out to the left with Aaron Jones. And he, 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 it, and this Niners defense is not in front. These linebackers is like very fast. The way he patiently, patiently went left. Then cut it back right and was going, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, that's oh, fifty. You talking oh, about a fifty-three yarder? Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. no, he caught. And then I'm just like, he get caught from behind, and I'm like, is that a hamstring because he couldn't fully explode like how he needed to? Because I haven't seen Aaron Jones get caught from behind a lot. Like, is Shavarius Ward's fast? He still got away from Shavarius Ward, who had a tr- Shavarius Ward had a tremendous yeah. game. That dude's such a good corner yeah. over there from San Fran. But yeah, like. He, he went gaga, but that was. That I was think good. he ran out of gas, bro. I think he ran out of gas. That's he, what ran out of, he ran out of gas, bro. Because he like, yeah. <laughs> like it was. I thought he slowed down because he purposely he purposely slowed down and tried yeah, to like miss and just go yeah, right to he, miss. he was like, he, I'm tired. Ward slowed him down and then he like whirling yeah, dervish away from yeah, him and then still yeah, gained yeah. five more yards. Yeah, I, that was really dope. But yeah, I think man, the thing that stood out to me the most. With that run game, you're right. It was it was a staple that LeFleur wanted to get to. And I loved how they stayed in 12 personnel mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. those rookie tight ends, yeah. Tucker Craft, Luke mm-hmm. Musgrave, man, they are so multiple with them because both yeah. of those guys are very capable blockers. Yep. Very yep. capable blockers. I think the Packers were my week 17, week 18, I see you, when they beat Chicago to get themselves in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there was a play where I want to say it was, uh, was it Tucker Craft? who absolutely handled Montez Sweat on an outside run. Absolutely handled him, no help from a tackle. Usually when you see a tight end going against a, like, top-of-the-line type of pass rusher, how did you put your tight end on that? Nah, we got this. Like, that's just, they've allowed that multiplicity that that formation group allows them to be able to be successful, and and it's, it's paid dividends everywhere. They had a lot of that usage, and what they did out of that that I thought was really cool, all those different pin and pulls where they were just taking Dontavian Wicks and saying, bro, go ahead and crack on Nick Bosa. Go ahead and crack on Chase Young. They hit them with like four of those toss cracks. And every time they did it, it just allowed them to be able to, to, to make hay in the running game right over there. Uh, to swing it over to the other side of the ball, specifically, specifically to look at the Packers defense, Jay, to ask you this question. What was your summation on how they played this game? I thought they played well. I thought they played well, man. I mean, they played because... We talked about this, Corday. I, I think there was a couple players that we kind of felt like was standouts yep. in the preview show when we were talking about yep. the Packers. We named them and whatnot. Jared Alexander, obviously, Jordan, you know, our boy, which I did love the hit. He he he, he stood up to Kittle. George Kittle, you know, there was a pass where he caught the ball and he tried to run. He was going to run. It looked like he was going to run Jared Alexander over. He did. They both collided. You know, Jared looked at him like, you know, okay, you big, you tough and all that, but okay, I'm a corner. I'm tough too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. going to fall all over the place. Yeah. So that that was dope. But yeah, I thought the defense played pretty well, man. I mean, they kept they 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 got pressure on Brock, which I thought was important because that's what really talked right. about timing. 
that's what messes up Brock. I mean, because right. when you're able to get pressure on him, his timing is just it's it's just mm-hmm. all screwed up at that point. Yep. You know, and his passes are not they're not as accurate as it should be. And he don't have that off platform ability that some he of these other dudes have. He don't. And and it's crazy because most dudes that have that, they're able to to move around. He can move around. He can move around. He just sure. don't have he, he just don't have the, the footwork, the plant work where he really yep. can do yep. that and throw an accurate pass. So yeah, I felt like the pressure on Brock was nice. I felt like the coverage wasn't too bad. George Kittle, we knew he would he would get his. Debo went out, so mm-hmm. they they got a little they they got you know some 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 luck there with that. Brandon Ayuk didn't have a big game, you know. No. So had a couple you know, of, of key catches, you know. Yeah, he had that catches. one that he pulled off like his shin on yeah. the inbreaker to get the first down. And yeah. they were tough catches. It's not they like the, the corners made it really tough, man. They did. Savage, uh, 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 Darnell Savage. I thought should have had, had a pick. He should have had a pick. He should have had a pick. He had a solid game. I felt like the defense played well, bro. They I, did. I felt like the you know I felt like the defense played well. I, I, yeah. I, you know I'm not. They, they, they the only thing in. that they didn't they 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 wasn't able really to do, which is is tough, is is stop Christian McCaffrey. It's stop the run game. I mean, you got the great play caller in Kyle Shanahan. Then you got Christian McCaffrey, the great running back. You got all these weapons. You got to run back, worry about. You knew it. It was going to be hard for them to really. Be they did as much as you can honestly expect to do going to do, into a game bro. against that and, type of like attack. And it was this close. Exactly. Even with Christian McCaffrey having the game that he had, it was this close. Shout out to that defense, man. They they played well. They played well. They they really did, man. And I think that a huge difference in this game, and this is kind of going back to the initial question that we were talking about with the dichotomy between the two quarterbacks. There were the couple of throws that we talked about with Jordan Love that he missed, two of those resulting in interceptions. Then there were the two throws that Purdy threw that were or should have been interceptions that weren't. weren't. And when you get to playoff football, these type of margins will start to really define the game. And this is exactly where we're at. You talk about the one that Starnell Savage dropped that he should have had. And then you talk about the other one that was the drop by Keyshawn Nixon that that he had after that crazy return yeah, where yeah. he fumbled the ball and fumbled they still it, almost, covered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, like like Nixon was like, oh, my God, I'm going to – oh, shit. <laughs> he became the hero and almost the villain on the same play. On the bro. same play. <laughs> on the same play. And then, you know, almost should have had the pick after that. But, like, yeah. those are the er- – and then the missed field goal later on by the rookie yeah. kicker for Green yeah. Bay. Like, those three plays mixed with those three bad throws from Jordan Love and we're talking about two completely different results. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's the process that gets you to the result. And I think that's just the biggest thing that showed up in this game and just what made it so, so, so dope in this game uh, overall. Uh, last and final thoughts before we move on from this game. Corday, do you have any? Uh, just just uh, the Packers is going to be a problem to deal with. Uh, finally, this, uh, this defense having all these first-round draft picks come together and play very well. Um, game of inches, man. Game of inches. Uh, also, uh, the I remember the the crazy pass that uh Purdy threw to Jennings was an amazing. It was a ridiculous catch by Jennings that was like way up here, exactly. Way up, yeah, yeah. Here, and I was like, whoa! I was like, oh snap! I was like, the corner just threw off guard by that one, right? They didn't yeah. think he was gonna catch it. Yeah, I, I, when he because he, he was right there and he caught. I was like, yeah, that's what I, I was like. Why are you not yeah, yeah. even think? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like. Okay, yeah, that's that's just that's one of those miraculous things you can't stop. So yeah, it was it was Green Bay's to have, man. It was Green Bay's to have, but like we said, uh, three plays, three throws, and the Niners made the plays. Even though uh, everybody, I think going in this game, we all thought the we all thought the Niners were going to win this, regardless. Yeah. But we didn't think it would be this close to the Packers, and they're going to be having something to say these next few years. For sure, for sure. Uh, Jay, uh, same question to you, man. Final thoughts. Jordan Love is a franchise quarterback. He know, sure, sure is, get, man. We, we they got, got to give some there. credit. The fucking Packers, man. Another we fucking got dude. To, yeah, you know what? Hey, hey, yeah, hey, that's three, crazy. It's going to be a third quarterback. Three, three. Third quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You know, we 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 questioned Jordan Love, man. I, I just seemed like from the beginning, him getting drafted late. Uh, why Green Bay? I know I didn't personally, but a lot of people did, which understandable because they needed a wide receiver. So I remember that podcast. I heard you talking about that on the preview, how you were for it. I was against it. A lot of people I just wanted was, a receiver. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry wanted them to draft Jalen Rager. I specifically, yeah. specifically remember. I was like, draft. That's no, Corday. It, it's different when you scouting like this. Trust me, it looks different now. Three years anyway. Yeah, but keep keep going, Jay. Keep going. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I, I just just that Jordan Love is a franchise quarterback, and and 
Green Bay is going to be a problem, bro. I mean, I know they're mad, they're they're heartbroken and all of that, you know, but at the end of the day, man, they, they need to keep their heads up because, I mean, Green Bay is not going nowhere. And Matt LaFleur, you know, another guy that I've been a fan Your of, boy. that I, I got, you know, oh, Matt LaFleur is trash. He's this, he's that, you know what I'm saying? And and look, you and Henry, you know I remember going back and forth on that. We went back and forth on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you know, it's good to see because one thing that did make sense that I could see from anybody when Henry said it, he had Aaron Rodgers. And it was like, well, he got Aaron Rodgers. You don't know how good somebody is until that great Hall of Fame quarterback is gone. Bill Belichick, people are questioning him now, you know, I mean, because sure. he hadn't been the same since Tom Brady left at all, you know. But uh, LeFleur actually, you know, look at this, you know, the offense is still flourishing you know yeah the defense is going well and the running game is even stronger you know yeah. so uh so yeah i just yeah th- this is going to be a team to be reckoned with man and they got the sure. franchise quarterback they do it definitely indeed i i, I everything you said there i agree 100 percent with uh for to to be dead ass honest and i think the biggest takeaway from them losing and how the texans lost it's like the texans are like okay you know we were like outclassed here mm-hmm. we're young We'll get there. The Packers are young, but they weren't outclassed. They were right there. They felt so like, if, if look, we should have won that one. Exactly. Like, like big that. shout out to my boy Aaron Kimball, Travis Lewis, Christine Riley, and Joe Rudolph listening. Alvin Presley, all the Packer fans here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like if like you knew it was there for you to do it now, and you're yeah. on the first year of a three-year rebuild, like, yeah. I, I mean, just big hats off. It's t- – Almost, you know, I mean, they're they're doing they're doing so much great stuff over there, but it's like, God damn it, can't y'all just experience what it's like to be not going through the turmoils of like us as Raider fans and like right. just trying to find a quarter anyway, anyway. Yeah. The off season. Like, don't is make a long the face, Corday. Don't, don't don't get me started, man. Nah, no, nah, I'm just I'm agreeing. I'm like, I'm like, because it's like it's like, damn, y'all fell into the third quarterback. It's like, yeah, can y'all have a struggle for a bit? Said, yeah, like us trying to find a quarterback. Corday's like, well, yeah, y'all really trying to find one. <laughs> yeah, that's when I seen the face. I seen exactly. the face when when he when you said about the Raiders quarterback. What, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I'm like, I'm like, because y'all trying to find a quarterback. I'm like, can this other franchise? Feel the same thing too, like yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I what I mean. Like, you know, this yeah. ain't this ain't normal. Like this ain't. No, it's not. <laughs> so, so I'm like, what about a quarterback? I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, a lot of franchises are. I'm like, yeah, but they got three straight good ones. I'm like, can y'all, you know? But but at the, even though we talk about they're gonna have three straight quarterbacks, they're only gonna win one other Super Bowl. <laughs> Jordan gonna love, gonna win one Super Bowl because that's how it is. That's three straight. Awesome, great. It is not easy <laughs> to win. <laughs> yeah, great. You get you get one Super Bowl with each guy and, and, and multiple MVPs. I mean, whether or not he's going to be there, is, it remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think before we move on to the next game, the last little note that I want to put on this one, the Jordan Love interception, obviously, we had talked about in the chat. Oh, wow, terrible decision. So Brett Favre-esque. Yeah, I was listening. At the end of the game, just trying mm-hmm. to make something happen. I was just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I've seen another dude who threw all these Brett different Favre. crazy dimes and then just make a, ah, why? Yeah. You know, and he, and whether or not his track record, I don't think he's going to be the same type of dude. I think he's more yeah. cerebral and smart. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Going forward. But just that specific moment, that's where my, my oh, initial yeah. thought went. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I think with Brett Favre, though, he had so many passes. Like, so many. oh well, I mean, yeah, we, this is we'll, one game. I mean, sure, just, yeah, we'll we'll yeah, see if Love yeah. gets to that point. But just that decision in that moment, in Jordan, I'm gonna send you. A, I'm gonna send you a, a play by play that somebody four. did with the Vikings. It was literally a. Uh, yeah. It was literally like, oh, Jordan's taken out of. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. Wait, number ten, number four. Wait, yeah. what? He's like, <laughs> oh, he's going to the right, and he throws it to Tracy Porter, and Jordan Love throws it to Green Love. Straight up, I'm like, yeah. God, and that is stay being undefeated. So yeah. The next game we're gonna get into uh, also a battle of two number one overall picks, Tampa Bay at Detroit. This one was came came down to the wire. The Lions ended up winning this one. It felt so electric. Like even just mm-hmm. sitting on the couch watching that game at Ford Field, seeing how like those fans were just living and breathing with every mm-hmm. single play yeah, and coming to life when you could feel like that game was just in their grasp and it was just a really tremendous outing from that one. We're going to start over here first. 
looking at this Detroit Lions offense, Jared Goff to, uh, today in the, in this game, uh, started off with you, uh, Corday. What were your thoughts on how he played? I mean, he played well, man. Him and shout out to not only him, Amon, Amon, uh, Say Brown, Say, Say Brown, the, the, Amon Ra, Amon Ra. Yeah, I don't know why I, the other brother came by. Amon Ra, Say Brown, the one, a few catches. I remember when he caught it, he was behind the sticks, and he turned around and got the first down. Uh, and they kept talking about uh, put pressure on Jared Goff, and he'll start to fold. And even they was getting a little bit of pressure there, he was still able to zone in. He wasn't like panicking. He was still playing super great. Uh, uh, so like, yeah, I'm like, man, yeah, they gotta heat it up. They gotta heat it up. They gotta like, they gotta blitz him. And the funny thing about it, the Bucks had Devin White on the sideline. I'm like, man, if I was him, I would blitz with him or something. But they got the other guy taking KJ Britt. I've talked about this. Like, I remember when they first benched him, and yeah. like, you know, and then it's just kind of been this is where they're at with it. You know, I mean, benched him in a contract year when he wanted to be a free agent and he was holding out. So, mm-hmm. well, you know how that that business being in the NFL, so. Yeah, so, uh, but nah, Jared Goff played amazing. This Lions offense was is really is really explosive, and it's really great to see too. Because if uh, if we compare the two offenses, like they got have, Lions have Amon Ryan, St. Brown, right? Oh, they have a great tight end who 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 crazy hurt himself the last game of the season and was probably supposed to be out at least a few weeks. He got that big brace on it. Uh, uh, Sam, uh, like he. See him, he moves differently. Yeah, yeah. He, he moves throughout the yeah. whole course of the year. He moves uh, like it's like a lot, like he's uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like a like yeah. older almost, but yeah, he's still yeah. a rook. Yeah. You know? yeah, still a rook, still a rook, and it's just that knee holding back, but he's still making crucial plays when they need him to, right? He was not you know, he's not like at a hundred percent. We can all see that because he's not as explosive, but still able to get in and out of breaks. He's blocking too with that knee. I'm just like, oh man, this 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 offense looks good. This offense is good. I'm proud of the Lions so yeah yeah for sure for sure uh Jay overall uh this game to, to me the biggest thing that I think that stuck out just when I was watching it initially I want to see where where you were at I assume you agree this Lions offensive line today just I was just playing bro, I, I already know I already know how bro. I already know man go yeah. ahead go ahead and speak on it man offensive line this was the this and I thought Corday was about to get to it because when he said when he talked about both offenses I thought he was going to but anyway the reason why this off Jared Goff played well and Amase Brown played well and Sam Laporta played well is because how well this offensive line blocked. The other offensive line for that other team that we're gonna get to did not play that well at all. They oh, was picking up blocks. It wasn't even so much they was getting dominated. They just wasn't mm-hmm. smart on the field. Mm-hmm. They missing assignments, up, bro. Like, yeah, missing all type of assignments, which was crazy for that offense because that offense has been on point. We talked about the offensive coordinator over there, mm-hmm. how he's got everybody prepared and, and and the quarterback and everything. So it just was a little – but anyway, we'll get to that. But that's why this team, this offense looked good today. With Gibbs, Jared Goff, the wide receiver, the tight yep. end, that offensive line played very, very well. They were going down blocking for Gibbs. Uh, so, uh, 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 Panay played Man, Holy shit today, bro. Well, and you know what? Shout out the rook too, or not the rook, but the backup. The backup that came in the left guard. I can't yeah. pronounce oh, yeah. his came last in name. For, um, yeah. Oh, I got him in my notes here. Uh, what's his name? Jonah I, I, Jackson. Jonah Jackson. Out. Jonah Jackson Jonah went out and didn't out. come back. Yeah, and this dude came in, and at first it was a little bit tough. You know, Todd Bowles and them—they knew what was going on. They lined Via Vey up right there. It was getting. They did. It was, it was. It was tough for him. For a yeah. little moment, but then he started to adjust. He started to feel comfortable. Jared Goff knew that, so he was kind of getting the passes out a little bit sooner than he yep. normally does. It just, to me, bro, that offense was clicking, and it's because of that offensive line. And mm-hmm. real quick, shout out to Frank Frank Ragnow, who got rolled up on by Jared Goff and had to come off and was limping. He had to come off for a series, but then was still out there gutting it and was lined up on Vita Vea when they went that score, that go-ahead touchdown on the goal line. Frank Ragnow had Vita Vea pushed so they can open the hole to get through it. And then after they scored, Ragnow just like walks off like with a limp, like gutting it out. Because he said, they was talking about it as they was interviewing, they said he remembers all these bad Detroit Lions teams and what he had to play through. He said he was not going to miss this game no matter what. So he had a knee injury they was dealing with and still playing through it. And yeah, it was it was great to see. Got to give a shout out to Frank Ragnow as well. I'm so I'm so glad you did. Frank Ragnow, also one of the members of my All Pro team this year. Yeah. 
yeah. that I had to go ahead and contribute. Like, but I'm so glad both of you brought up both of those guys, yeah. Ragnow and Sewell. There was that run to uh, there was that run today uh, against there was the, the late run to Jameer Gibbs where yeah. they had it was inside zone left. Yeah. He hit yeah. the yeah. cutback one on one with our boy Antoine yeah. Winfield. And hit him, bro. Not only and did he shake him, he stiff armed. You talking about the play in the end zone when he got the, the play? Next- he just he just beat him to the corner. It's just yeah, like, and like, he came and he, he bro, because Winfield. Then after hard. like then after Winfield's there, he just chucked he him just out of bounds pulled, just for good measure. <laughs> I was kind of mad actually. I was kind of mad. Like, dang, hey, Winfield. The level Winfield. of disrespect. Look at the jersey number. Yeah, Winfield's a hard. Is that Jay guy? Is that Jay guy? Right yeah. here. I'm gonna tweet it out. I'm, I think I actually did retweet. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Darius Butler, who's a NFL matchup show. Everything DB. I did retweet. They showed the back, the back view, the all 22 uh, end zone angle of it. Yeah. On the replay, on that play, he was able to execute the cutback and get up and get to the second level, and then it was just one on one with him and Winfield, the safety. But on that play, go back and watch that tweet that I that I shared of Butler's Penay Sewell blocked two dudes okay, okay. by himself yeah. he blocked joe tryon shrianka and he blocked yaya diaby the 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 edge on that play and the linebacker and if he doesn't at least get pieces of both of those guys that cutback is not on the not, table therefore happening. giant shake is not on the table therefore as we all know different things can lead to different things in football when you're playing a team game like this and he took out two dudes on that play penne sewell when they took that man in the first round, that's just we we credited it then, and we're sitting here crediting it now as they are on their way to the fucking conference championship game. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, the only thing, you know what? Let's give even more credit because they moved him on the right side. And I remember questioning that, saying, as good as he is, that don't mean he's just automatically going to adjust to the right side. Right. Yep. And look, he has adjusted to the right side. He could play anywhere on that old line. That's how I believe. Anywhere. He, anywhere. Anywhere. No matter. Anywhere. I mean, it was it was it was a testament to that. They showed those plays where they were running those. Um, they were running like the stretch left and they would pull, pull him from the right side right. all the way all across the, way. the line yeah. because he's yeah. athletic enough to make up that space. Yeah. I don't honestly know how many other tackles we have in the NFL that are really doing that. Yeah, I really don't. Not efficient. You know I mean? Not not good at it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's guys that do it. They just not that good. Yeah, like especially with a, like like a back like Jameer, who's explosive as it comes, yeah. and then you yeah. still going after. There was that one play where he just got a piece of Shaq Barrett, and that wasn't even the assignment he was going after, yeah. and still you know created created some some headway for him. I think just seeing what he did today to also swing it over to the other side of the ball over here with Tampa, and what also Tristan Wirfs did. Aiden Hutchinson wanted no parts of Tristan Wirfs today. But nope. to talk about what we had previously mentioned earlier, Corday, to swing this one back to you, when we were talking about those pressures that were coming and the different things we were seeing as far as Baker dealing with it, there was a lot of those slot pressures off the edge yeah. that were just really, really left unblocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of if we were to talk about like Baker and how he was dealing with that pressure today and just overall how Baker did, Corday, where are you kind of add on him in this game? Uh. Baker was kind of – he had his good moments and his bad moments. Like, he did it at three touchdowns, two interceptions. But then also, like I was mentioned, like, before, the pressure was getting there. And then sometimes it was, like, making, like, adjustments. in. like, Aiden Hutchinson, I remember coming, like, untouched, like, two two to three times. Like, some of his sacks was just – he wasn't even blocked. Like, he – you know, he's a try-hard guy, relentless motor. But it's way easier if they don't block you. Like, uh, uh, I felt like they was bringing one extra sometimes so that he would just, you know – like slide left, slide left, and then we got Aiden Hutchinson out there. Nobody picks him up, comes and hits the quarterback or comes against the sack. And I'm just like, who's adjusting here? Like, maybe we need to keep somebody in. Like, I remember he kept going to odd, maybe keep odd in, chip him or something like that. It was, and it was a lot of up and down, and a lot of not good enough adjustments. Um, and then towards the end, even Mike Evans started coming alive at sometimes. Like the one, the one thing I didn't get when they went for two. Like Mike Evans had just got the touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Then they went for two, and I was just like. Why? Like, why? Like, you know, if you're 24, that's that's you're down seven. If you get two, you're down six. But I'm just like, this wasn't needed. Now y'all down eight. Like, just mm-hmm. kick the field goal. If you score again, boom, we ride in the we ride in the game. We we go for two then, you know, or just go go for the win and just kick the field goal. And I'm like now you got to go. It's it just yeah. yeah I so- didn't understand. I didn't understand the go for two. And yeah. uh, Collinsworth was trying to <laughs> not trying to. I would say. 
he he was explaining the the percentages in terms of the gamble, but like, I mean, that's if you if you play it out over a thousand yeah. or snaps, whatever. Well, we don't have a thousand snaps here. We got yeah. fucking one, bro. Like, I mean, you put the you percentage know. up, use the analytics, but also in the in the mm-hmm. time of at the point of the game and the time of the game, it wasn't needed to be that aggressive. It's not, and it's not smart. So you try difference between being aggressive and being smart. Smart mm-hmm. kicked the, kick the uh, extra point. We only down seven. We're still mm-hmm. in this game. We're right. We got ourselves right back in, and we got some momentum on offense. Now we're putting ourselves at a deficit because now we're down eight instead of seven, which is you know just yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They they were really dealing there. I felt like there was that point in the what was in the third quarter where it was a I want to say it was a third and ten. And I want to say it was it was after they didn't challenge the play where Baker rolled out to yep, the right yep, mm-hmm. and his calf was down. Like I thought that that, that should have been a challenge. Campbell? Yeah, man. I yeah. don't know what I to me you should challenge that. That's that's you didn't even need a replay to not ch- to to challenge that, bro. You yeah, yeah. So you I, that that was automatic. Mm-hmm. And I don't, can't just blame him. Obviously, you got guys at top that's supposed sure. to see that. Yeah, so it's on them too. But I mean, come on, man. You the head coach, bro. You, that, 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 that exactly that not let that happen because exactly. right after that there goes a touchdown touchdown yep. that that call from canales yep. on that screen he knew yeah. he was going to get aaron yeah. glenn sending a man look pressure yeah. had the had Perfect. the screen to rashad white drawn up like beautiful and then that go went ahead and clicked and got them into the end zone and that was whether or not they you know we've seen challenges that look obvious get overturned or yeah. get upheld or whatever it might be but when you're in the playoff scenario like that you got to be able to put yourself in the best decision to be able to win mm-hmm. and be able to maximize all of your all, all that's available to you to put your team in the best position position to do so. And he didn't do that with the challenge. So, yeah, yeah another, it's another funny position. because right after that touchdown, they didn't really re- replay the touchdown. They kept replaying how Baker's yeah. sin yeah. was down. That's yeah. how you know, like, bro, uh, not that they was trying to discredit what they did after that. The Buccaneers, that was that was that was great. Great play yeah. calling. They knew what Aaron Glenn was yeah. trying to do. But come on, if you challenge that, that yeah. this don't even this happen. happen. This doesn't even happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good touchdown and everything. But if you would have reviewed this, we would even got would even got touchdown. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. O- overall, I think this game. The one thing I kept coming back to is like the guys calling plays in this game, mostly yeah, specifically just like the coordinators, like Canales and doing great. his job, Ben Johnson and what he was doing, and also Aaron Glenn. Like this is one of the best games that I have seen Aaron Glenn call as a coordinator for the Lions. There, there's something in a lot of the heavier games throughout the course of the season that reared their heads when they lost big to, to Baltimore, when they ended up losing early in the year in week two to Seattle and, and, and games like that, where I just felt like Aaron, Aaron Glenn wasn't necessarily maximizing the ability of the people that he has. And he had not necessarily, he hadn't been a, a coordinator who would disguise a lot, who would throw a lot of different looks, just kind of line up and play like, you know, and there's that old adage of if you don't make it too complicated, your guys are able to play fast. But today Aaron was throwing a lot of stuff. And I thought that was really dope. You agree, Jay? I agree. I agree. You know, but I also, as far as the stuff he was throwing, it's, it wasn't, it was different coming from him, but it was also, Weird how that offensive line that's been playing pretty well for Tampa Bay just just didn't expect it. At just all. yeah, I, those, yeah. I, and even when they did, there was no adjustments. I mean, this mm-hmm. was going on through the whole game from the first okay. quarter all the way to the fourth quarter. Okay. Well, there was that one. There was the one, the one, just the one. I'm I'm with you. Like yeah, like that just didn't seem to make sense. The number of times that there was just unblocked rushers. There yeah. was the one where Brian Branch got the sack off the left side. I think right. in like the first half. Yeah, where was Rashad White half. just like fell over like he tripped over yeah. the 30 yard line like oh shit oh yeah. you know yeah but yeah i'm, I'm with you 100 on that but yeah. yeah i give credit though i mean yeah I, I definitely agree with you on that aaron glenn is you know one thing i like is because he was defensive coordinator last year right? yes defense was yeah. horrendous last yeah. year he he is improving each mm-hmm. game yeah. i mean because yeah. last year was so bad you would think like, okay yeah he, they're gonna do something here they're gonna make it they didn't they kept him yeah. along and the defense started mm-hmm. getting a little bit better. I remember throughout the podcast, we were talking, oh, yeah, the offense is doing good. The defense is okay. It's getting a little better. That was always our talk when we talked about the Lions team. And like you said, 
this past game, he was throwing looks, he was doing different things, and it was it was it was good to see from him because you just see yeah. he's getting better and improving as a defensive yeah. coordinator. It's mm-hmm. to the point now he's getting interviews. Yeah, he's oh, getting interviews. interviews. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He he's got that he's got that same thing that Campbell has that that player buy-in to be able to relate to players, mm-hmm. players wanting to play for this guy, players going to bat for this guy. The same thing that. The Raiders head coach AP has. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's got that as well. Just, you know, going to go ahead and throw that out there. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just anyway, eh, as I point to my Charles Woodson uh, frame photo. But anyway, anyway, but that's what he has. And that's what's garnished him those those interviews. And it was really cool to see him throw in some drop eight, some sim pressures and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just be able to maximize the people on, on his roster overall. Baker Mayfield today, Corday. How did you think he played? You, uh, you asked him? You already asked him that, bro. Yeah, yeah. I already asked yeah. you up. Yeah, yeah. You already asked me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got to say You meant me? Because I was ready. I was ready to answer that. Oh, go ahead. My bad. <laughs> so, no, you good, bro. You good. You good. You good. You good. You good. I crossed off you. <laughs> I was only why I was waiting for you to ask, uh, to ask me that is because my, my response is a little bit different than Corday's. I get it. He didn't play that great. But, again, it's because of that offensive line. And one yeah. thing I really like about Baker's game is he never gave up. He was still firing at all. At the end of the game, I thought the game was over. I was like, oh, yeah, the game, game is over. Yeah. When it was 31-17, to 17, thought it was yeah. over. And he threw that touchdown. He threw that touchdown to Mike Evans. It was a few pass plays before that where yeah. he was getting – it was still pressure coming. <laughs> yeah. Nothing changing. And he yeah. was scrambling, getting away, and he made some clutch throws. And I thought that was, that was, that was impressive, especially – in, in Detroit. I mean, that, that, that crowd was amazing. I, I, I don't remember a time where I remember hearing the crowd chant the quarterback's name. They were chanting. It was at the end of the game. Chanting off, yeah. Jared Goff, Jared Goff, Jared Goff. I mean, I'm just using that to say the crowd was rocking. Man. It was rocking. It's hard to play in an environment like that. Baker's just been – he's been playing well, good football all all year, all year, all year. And he hasn't mm-hmm. had no crazy tone, turnovers. Any, and even the ones he had in this game, I just feel like the pressure – Really was just yeah. like it was. It was throwing him off. It was throwing him off his game, you know. Sure. So I thought he played. I thought he played well enough for an offensive line to not play well at all. Yeah, know? sure. It yeah. starts in the trenches. We talk about that Absolutely. all the time. So, one hundred percent, I would agree with that. I think it's it's really honestly at the end of the game when Baker threw the pick, when Derek Barnes got that interception, and Baker just like. You know, yeah, he, put yeah. like put his hands into his face yep. and was just like, yep. damn. I, I, but that they got this far, I still go back, Jay, to our <laughs> our preview of this division and oh, how yeah. we how dismissive we were, and we've 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 ate crow all season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, this is just this is what we do. We keep it real on the show. Yeah. And just for them to be here is it's it's very impressive. And and you know, Baker's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. They got a couple other moves that they could go ahead and examine and look at. Canales might be grabbing a head coaching job. If that happens, that's something something they don't want to necessarily lose. If they can retain him, that might be something sort of similar to how the Lions were able to retain Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, going into this year. It's going to be something to really monitor closely. But big props to the Bucs to get this far, but still fall just shy. Of, of reaching another NFC title game. We will move it over to the most recent game that we saw, though, and that was the Chiefs and the Bills squaring off yet again in the playoffs, and yet again, the Chiefs advance so tired of them, bro. to the AFC title game, the sixth straight AFC title game. The This is the only place that Patrick Mahomes is a starter. No, I, I mean, I'm the one who, I, hey, look, let, let, you know, the, it's almost I'm almost a caricature of myself at this point. You know what I mean? Like how much I just continue to harp on this and just here we are again, let alone and still. And uh, Corday, I'm going to start with you. And let's just look at the Bills offensively. In this game, what what was your takeaway from them offensively? Um, They was very committed to the running game. Yeah, there it is. Very committed to the running game. Um, Joe Brady, uh, great pay call play caller, uh, uh, a commitment to the running game. So Josh Allen doesn't always have to feel like he has to do everything himself. 
Also, not forcing the ball constantly to Stephon Diggs, making themselves one-dimensional. Uh, and it seemed like he's been more tame when like, he's not yelling as much, always getting frustrated and things like that. And it's more of a, a team-oriented offense where we're trying to use everything and everyone in this, you know? And then Josh Allen's not also making, like, the bonehead, you know, I got to fit this tight ball in here. Like, I remember it was rolling out. It was people covering, throwing it away. I'm like, oh. Okay, <laughs> they were like said in the telecast. I was like, "Oh, Josh Allen's not forcing stuff," and it was really yes, uh, yes. There were two though. There were yeah. two. If if hey, we're gonna like he... this, you know, if we're gonna squeeze water out of a rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. there were there was the one where he missed digs on the crosser, yeah, and trying to go for the big post to Khalil Shakir in the end zone, he missed that one. Yeah. And there was the, another one that, uh, in the after the two minute warning where he rolled right. You're right. He yeah. threw it away, and yeah. he still left the field goal on the table for his team. Yeah, but you're right. He he was not the guy that made just these bonehead plays that buried his team. Yeah, because I, I I that roll when he left it for we got the points for the field goal. That's normally where it'd be like, fuck it, I'm just gonna dart it in there. I'm gonna do. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. You know. Oh, so, I got the arm. Yeah, yeah, I got the arm. I got the arm. I ain't, ain't nobody got the strongest got the strongest arm as me. So yeah, it was definitely one of the and it was basically came down to a time of possession game between the Bills and the, uh, the Chiefs. Which is like going in, you wouldn't think it would be like that. It's going to be Mahomes throwing versus Josh Allen throwing. And it wasn't. It was more of a ground game. And um, uh, not sp- Cook was really nice on the ground as well. So he was. it was. He was. It was, it was, it was a good, good sight to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Over there as well. Uh, Jay, I know this is something that we had talked about, like dating back to our previews before the season started and what we were going to see of this Bills team this year. And the big question that we had, and Cordae, you were part of this too, was whether or not they were going to be able to make a commitment to the run game to be able to give this offense another source of life. Yeah. And we saw that since Joe Brady took over, especially. And yeah. we even saw today them being able to like, look, the season's on the line. Let's let Josh just be the fucking juggernaut and run as well and be able to, to, to make hay there. And it still resulted in a loss. So re- really, like, like, what was your thoughts overall of just specifically the run game? And, it, and if you got some stuff on the Bills offense, go ahead and contribute that too. But where are you at on that? So the run game, I agree with you, Corday, 1,000%. They was consistent with the run game. I, if I'm, you know, uh, Sean McDermott, I'm looking to bring Joe Brady back because yeah, I just cool. like the game plan they had today, man. I mean, you know, I'm going to get to why I feel like they lost, but I feel like the game plan itself sticking to the run, not getting, you know, paranoid, like, oh, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey's getting hot, you know, or, or mm-hmm. you know, you know, Rice is catching some passes. Patrick Mahomes is making some big runs because they was doing – uh, Isaiah Pacheco did his thing too, but I'm just saying the passing game for the Chiefs was just a little bit more consistent. And the Bills sure. didn't trip. They didn't – it wasn't like, oh, my God, okay, yeah, we got to hurry up. They knew the game was still close. They knew they was having success on the ground, and they kept it going. So I agree 1,000%. The run game was strong. I think what really happened with this team as far as losing, it was the little things. We talked about this on a previous game that we just previewed – I mean, just recap. It was the little things that Josh Allen missed some of those throws. Stephon Diggs, that 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 one, that bomb that came down and he barely missed it. It's How did he little, not come down with that? It's little stuff like that, bro, where, you know, the Chiefs will capitalize on that type of stuff, man. Because when they get the ball, they're they're they're, they're – they're going to run out the clock. They're going to they're going to make the, the correct calls, whether it's just to get a first down and run out the clock or to get a field goal because that's all they need or a touchdown, whatever. They're just good with those clutch plays. We've seen this. They've beaten the Bills all through the all through the years in the playoffs. The Bills have not been able to capitalize on the small things. And here we are again this this year. It was the same thing. I felt like they played great ball. I mean, Josh Allen didn't make too many crazy passes. The game plan wasn't for him to ride it on his back. Yeah, he made some good runs and stuff like that. Don't take away his game entirely. That's why I like what Joe Brady did because it was still Josh Allen's game. He still sure. was running strong. He threw. He still threw some bomb passes, like all you know, like fifty yard passes, and you know. But the mm-hmm. game and plan- there was also the the not to cut you off, but like no, you're good. there was the the, the digs drop, like you mentioned. There was also that Sherfield one. Yeah, 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 threw. that one uncork that shit bro that ball almost went out of the screen like yeah. that ball like that dude yeah. third and ten yeah 50 yeah, <laughs> yeah. here go a 50 yarder but i just feel like it there there were plays to be had and they didn't make them and yeah that, that, that's why they lost the game it's just that simple. yeah 
because they played well yeah. enough to win. It wasn't that they didn't – the defense didn't play well, the running game mm-hmm. wasn't clicking, or Josh Allen threw too many picks. It was none of that. Everything worked. Yeah. It's just – it's little things like that where wide receivers, you got to catch the ball. Josh Allen can't miss on certain throws. you got to be on the target. You're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> so, this is yeah. this this is just who they have. This is who they are and who we know. They're they not going to miss. That's the thing. Right. They're not going to miss on that type of stuff. We yeah. talked about them dropping passes all year. And I know you kind of brought it up in the chat, but for the most part, I felt like the wide receivers did pretty well. Yeah. Apart from oh, yeah, honestly, apart from Hardman's two fumbles, yeah. yeah, 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 because everybody else did what they was, and Travis Kelsey did what he was supposed to do, you know. But yeah, Travis yeah, Kelsey I, actually looked like Travis Kelsey today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he really oh. did. I was thinking, was Taylor Swift not there? That's is that why he was showing out? That's because <laughs> his brother, his brother was there. His brother was there. Oh, was cut. And yeah. he was shirtless in the in the uh, in the box with it with beers. Like yeah. Yeah, every the, time they cut to him, I'm like, every time they cut to the box to show Taylor, I'm like, nah, I want to see Jason Kelsey. with a beer. <laughs> I want to see Jason with a beer. That fool fit in as a Buffalo fan regular, yeah, like yeah, to the yeah. point to where he's Bills about mafia. to put Taylor through a table. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. that's what they know, do. Bills fans, they tailgate. Yeah. That's their thing. That's their thing. Like, and he was just fitting in, like just chugging beers, shirtless with a beanie on. Like, I don't even care. Yeah. But no, I thought I, the one other person I want to shout out on this offense today, uh, two other guys, uh, Dalton Kincaid, their rookie tight end. He saved two fumbles today yeah. for yeah. that team. There was that fumble in the first quarter that wasn't that Diggs had the fumble in the first quarter. Yeah. He slapped it out of bounds. First drive. Yeah. First drive. Yeah, like one of the yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. He, it, he yeah, slapped he, it out of bounds the right way to where it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. And then there was the other one where Josh oh, Allen yeah. got stripped on the scramble to where I want to say it was Shamari Connor, the safety for Kansas City, tried to do a scoop and score and would have had it. But yeah, Kincaid, it, like, just put, like, just pinned it down yeah. and, like, just were able to make those game saving plays and also had a couple conversions yeah. on a, a lot of, uh, on a couple of plays that were re- really, really key to extend drives for the Bills. And what he and Knox also allowed them, allowed them to do before Knox went out with that neck injury, what he also allowed them to do was play in 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. And there were numerous times late where they would show that formation group and they would go empty out of it. So basically, Steve Spagnolo is seeing, do I want to match this? Do I want to match this you know, base personnel look with my nickel package or do I want to match this with this? They've really been running the ball on me very well. It's just to that other wrinkle that Joe Brady was making Spags have to go ahead and work through to be able to establish his game plan. And I thought that was really dope. The success rate in this game for the Bills running the ball was 61%. For context, for everybody listening, that's 20% ahead of the league average. And that's also about 9% ahead of the best team in the NFL throughout the course of the regular season. So that run game was really, really, really hitting today. And Khalil Shakir is the other guy that I want to go ahead and mention today. He led the Bills in targets uh, overall. And you talked about that, Jay, and we were mentioning the uh, the Jordan Love game, the best throws that you saw. Yeah, That throw in the corner of the end zone on the comeback, like, I, I didn't even, like, I was like, no, he wasn't in. He wasn't a touchdown. Man, I was thinking he was like, he wasn't in. He ain't he in. in. They shot a replay. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. damn, bro. And then it's like I'm sitting there watching it with my dad, and my dad's like, well, the ball didn't it, like at first when it happened, and he's like trying to do the same thing I'm doing. Like, nah. Like, and I was like, wait, because because of the angle that the broadcast shows, yeah, 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 you we can't see. see it. You yeah, just yeah, see, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It says that the level of where the you know the the vantage point is. They show that replay, bro. Yeah. They, like he could have fit. I'm holding up my cell phone. That was the size of the window yeah. right yep. here where that ball had to hit yeah. two triple twenties. I need it now on the move, and he yeah. got it. Throwing darts. Just absolutely amazing over there. Bullseye. Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Really incredible. Um, swing it over uh, to the Kansas City defense. Uh, speaking of that run game that the Bills are able to establish today, something that really jumped out to me, and I wonder how this will play when we get to the next round. Obviously, we're not going to start to talk about that schematic matchup right now. We'll save that for the preview show as far as Ravens and Chiefs go. But is Chris Jones an elite run defender? Because he was getting handled when it comes to defending the run. And there were a lot of plays 
where he wasn't even really in there. Mm-hmm. And they were using different guys. They were using yeah. Pennell, et cetera, to try to be able to go ahead and stop it. Michael, Dana, and, and, and people of that nature. Jay, where, where are you at on that? Yeah, I can't say he's elite. He's, he's definitely not elite. You know, and, it, and it's crazy to say that about somebody like Chris Jones because you feel like he's just he's elite. As a player, he's elite. But there's certain parts of his game where he can't work on. And that's one of them, at least. At least today. I, but sure. you know what I will say? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just had an off game with that because that you, you don't really see – teams be able to run at him or coaches really pulling him out during run plays and stuff like that. I don't know if he just was off today, you know, but I can't – yeah, he's definitely not elite, you know, because there was, they ran all over it. They ran all yeah. over this defensive line, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't even – they ran all over him. Now, like I said, part of it may be maybe it caught them off guard just a little bit, you know, because they you just kind of been unsure with Buffalo a little bit with the offense. You don't know where they're kind of going to gonna go. But I, yeah, yeah, I can't say he's good yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, it was uh, the Bills had uh, for the first three quarters of the game, they averaged three point nine yards per rush before contact. Mm. Before contact, so basically four yards before well, someone even touched a yeah, guy. Wasn't even close. Like, That's like, what I'm saying. It just seemed, I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, yeah. I, it just seemed kind of off a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, I they they know how to prepare for the run. Like for example, when we played them the first game, when we played them the first game, they was all over Josh Josh Jacobs. It was yeah. all over it. Yeah, Chris Jones was there. It, it, mm-hmm. But they they was all they was ready for that. They knew okay, we know what they gonna try to do. They gonna try to run. But the, the second game, the second game was different. But we didn't. Different. I, I, well, Josh didn't play. Samir ran for like one forty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did he run? For yeah, he ran for one forty five on him. Yeah, again, like, they maybe like, what wasn't expect. I mean, you know, NKC they don't got Josh Jacobs. A whole yeah, different game script. We know whatever that game was, but but for sure, but like yeah, that's kind of been an area that I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that as we get going forward in this game. Particularly, that was just something that really really showed up uh, for the Bills defense uh, as we get out of here and make our closing statements on the game. AJ Klein uh, got the green dot today. He mm-hmm. was the linebacker for the Bills. And to me, I think that was the biggest mistake. If I were to look at one area, if I was if I was to criticize Sean McDermott on 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 that on that front. Now, whether or not that was just because AJ Klein's the only person who knows the play calls and can be able to be the signal caller to distribute what's going to happen amongst the rest of the defense. But the the green dot doesn't have to be a linebacker. Oftentimes, it is. It's the mic because he's the center of the defense and he's got a relation to the front. He's got a relation to the back, but like the Chargers use Derwin James, et cetera. I mean, you can use different dudes to be the green dot. AJ Klein was picked on today. Big, yep. big, 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 big time. And, be, you know, Matt Milano is normally that guy. He's a different type of player. And they have uh, Williams, the other linebacker, who's filled in very nicely for him. And he he was playing very well, but. With him not having the green dot, there was times where he had to go ahead and come out. That was just something that really stuck out to me, as well as the Bills' special teams today. That's something I don't watch in the All-22. The only time I see uh, special teams is when I'm watching live, like today. There was that fake punt that got shut down. There was that. I didn't like that. I I didn't like that either. Because now your defense is kind of, you feel like, well, Kansas City, they picking up, they getting hot. But you got to think, if this don't work, a hot offense, just got to go half the field, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what I mean. It just yeah. it was dumb. I wouldn't have done that. And that was no. a panic. That was a panic type of uh, call, right there. In my opinion, I, I heard. I heard they was uh, Kansas City only had ten men on the field, so it was trying to hurry up and like catch them off guard because they had ten men versus their eleven. But then the play design wasn't even good, so it was yeah. just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like. I was like, just ran up in his back. I was like, well, it didn't look like they only had 10 men. It looked like they had over all nine right there in front of you where you read it. Like, I didn't, mm-hmm. it was, I was, I was shocked when it happened. I was like, y'all, now y'all trying to yeah. a fake one? Like, right here? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That, that just didn't make a lot of sense. It was, it was the fake punt that failed. Then after the Hardman fumble into the end zone, there was the bad punt that gave the Chiefs pretty good field position before they were yeah, able to punch that it was, in. They just started, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were able, They had the bad punt that gave them good field position after that, and then that was the drive where Pacheco on the goal line just like, uh, uh, 
and you know, yeah. went and go ahead and you know yeah. got into the end zone after that, and then of course the missed field goal at the very end of it. So like, no, that just, missed field goal remind me of the Bills versus the Giants. The Super Bowl, the 90s. bro, it did, bro. I'm hey. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, there, bro. Like, like even my that's even great. Like Greg Robinson, my dad. Big shout out to to the man. He's in his 70s, so he often remembers old, old, old stuff before he remembers more recent stuff. Yeah. So as soon as that happened, wide right before yeah. freaking Romo and them said the bad part about it, it like yeah. he was like, "Oh, that's just like the you know," and he goes, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Huh? Oh, okay." And then bring up the same shit, bro. Yeah, it's just it's it's just really funny. Uh, big shout out to Brian Krebs, also one of my guys. He said, uh, "Word to Ray Finkel." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah, that shit probably. wide right. Wide right. Yeah. <laughs> the lists were in. They were in. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely were. Uh, before we get out of here, Corday, uh, the Bills' season, man. Um, they're done. Kind of. If you, if you were to give like some sort of spot, like where do what was your thought on this season? Your your summation of them. Where are you at? Um, banged up. Tons of injuries. Uh, honestly, they got this far, but they uh, Matt. You mentioned Matt Milano earlier. He went down. Uh, uh their uh, star Trey star White. Trey White start went down, and uh, this team is also old too. They got Micah Hyde. Uh, uh, Porter was Porter. Who's there? Jordan Poyer. Poyer. Yeah, they Poyer. uh today in the in the when they did the starting lineups, they did the yeah. defense. Yeah, those two were last. Yeah. and I think there's something to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and now that Von Miller made a play, I was like, oh, I forgot he was on his team. Yeah, like I, forgot, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, oh yeah, right, Von Miller is on here. It was like Von Miller with the. I was like, and he was like, it took me like four months to get back. I was like, all oh, right, you did tear your ACL. So it was like all these players who aren't contributing yeah. or they're hurt so it's kind of a y'all made it this far but it's gonna be changes coming you know? be changes indeed like mm-hmm. you get healthy but then also it's kind of like i gotta draft better some places you know like i feel like i feel like the one thing on offense i was thinking they need another like second receiver like gabe davis after that uh playoff game i think, ago, I, I think really shakir a- today showed he could be something but i feel like they need another guy yeah, and I was thinking that too, but I was like, he's more like a like a like a third guy, third option, like you know, when the other two like a dominant two or like a good, you know, like I, I would say a T Higgins, but that's like hard to find. But maybe like an Ayuk or somebody like that, if you get what I'm saying, like a sure. yeah, or use your first round pick on someone that's a receiver heavy class. Well, you know, something something yeah. like that. You know, we can go ahead and see. Um, uh, Jay, same question to you. Uh, like an autopsy on the Bills, where you at? I felt like they were really inconsistent. You know. Uh, really on the offense, in my opinion, you know, it was uh, it was a point where we were talking about. I know me personally when they played us, and I just thought like, oh yeah, you know, we can get turnovers. We've seen what they just did, blah blah blah, and they start to run the ball, and that was the best I've seen them run the ball. And then after that, a few games after that, they started running the ball. Then they got away from it, and then they started going back to what Josh Allen does best and what they love to do as a team, yeah. carrying the team, and then. Now new OC comes in and stuff like that, and now they're back to the run game. So they was a little bit. They were to me, they was inconsistent. They started to get hot towards the end of the season, which I I did like. I thought, okay, okay, now they're getting they're getting somewhere. You know, they was beating some really good teams. You know, and they were doing it being a balanced offense. So to me, just a little bit inconsistent. You're right, Corday. They can add a couple more pieces. I think, like I mentioned kind of earlier, it'd be great if they can keep Joe Brady. I, I if, yeah. If, if I'm yeah. Sean McDermott, I want to keep yeah. him in the building, let him call plays, let him run the offense, you know, and then do their best to try to stay healthy. I mean, it's football, you know, every yeah. sure every team deals with injuries and stuff like that. They had an unfortunate season with that, you know, but I, I felt like to me they was inconsistent, and that's what led them to, you know, where the well, they finished strong, so they got home field advantage, so that did help out, you know, but they maybe could have. You know, I I don't know. They could have had a better record, or I don't know. But then again, I guess you look at it this way: if they didn't go through the inconsistencies, then Joe Brady never would have took over his OC. Yeah. So, yeah. and I feel like he's a better OC. So for sure, yeah. You know, yeah. in a sense, it's kind of just kind of like an inconsistent, weird type of season for yeah. them. They finished strong, but just wasn't strong enough. But to me, uh, keeping some guys on or keeping uh, Joe Brady on and adding some pieces. That's where I would go for the offseason. And I feel like they, they they had a cool season. Just up and down. Yeah. This is, I feel like, the 
what we wanted to see from them this year. And this is what they were. They were a team that actually decided, you know, we're going to make a concerted effort to run the ball. When Joe Brady took over, that was very, very evident. And it still just kind of came up short for them. Yet again, losing to Kansas City. And to get over that hump, I think, you know, adding that another receiver, maintaining the certain guys that they have. We'll see going forward if Sean McDermott is the one to do that with with this team uh, as as we get into the offseason because there's going to be some some moving pieces to happen here. Von Miller is going to go. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, they might go. And just different type of, of, of people rotating in and out of this lineup that may not go ahead and be there. So, but I think uh, there's, there's still a good, there's still a formidable unit and a formidable core with this team that they might be able to go ahead and build on. When you got Josh Allen, you still got Stephon Diggs. You have Kincaid and Knox and an offensive line that is, that is solid and, and cook who showed he's a very, very valuable back. You've got a lot to work with here and, you know, trying to refine that to get over that hump is something they're going to work forward to and uh, and look forward to. And how they go ahead and do that, they got a couple of options, but those are the different areas that I would tweak to get them to where they want to get to. So, what a divisional round, gentlemen. Absolutely. What a divisional round. Very, very fun. Uh, sorry, Abe, we are, we are six minutes over the hour hour limit here. But, uh, yeah, this, this divisional round very much so warranted it. We will be back with our preview show to preview the conference title games. And then after that, we will be back with a recap of both of the conference title games going very much in depth. Thank you very much for listening. Keep it locked here with the cover zero podcast. There are three more games left on this season Mm -hmm. and we'll be here for every minute of it. Y'all take care.